Hi there, and thanks for listening in to the audio version of this week's blog from the Valley of the Stars in Portugal. It's called Roots and Foundations, the Continuing Transformation of the Land. And I must point you in the direction of the website to see the video showing you around one of the houses we're building and, of course, the photographs and links to what we're doing here in the valley. Every day on the top of the hill, the buildings take another small step towards being finished. But only when we step back and take in the big picture does the true extent of the progress reveal itself. Occasionally, I use the drone to take a big picture, but often we have the chance for reflection when people drop by after a while away and their jaws drop at what we've achieved so far. We forget that less than a year ago, this was a recently cleared eucalyptus forest, and now we have two new houses that look like houses, a semi-built pool, a wine cellar, and more foundations awaiting drier weather. Furl's arrival after a year away, along with her brother Adam, who stayed before we even moved in, was suitably impressed. There's still a lot to do, and a lot for our three builders to construct, under the watchful eye of Senor Manuel Domingos, the kind of man who keeps a pencil jammed between the top of his ear and his Alentejano flat cap, and licks the tip before writing. He's a man of few words and strong opinions, but he's organised, experienced, and has been extremely reliable so far. While we stress over taps and toilets, he and the guys build in bricks and mortar. We visited our fabulous lawyer in Otomira this week to discuss the second phase of the contract, and she seemed quite surprised when we said things were pretty much on track for phase one. There have been a few delays caused by rain, which has waterlogged the clay soil and stopped work on the foundations of the third building, but there's been no shortage of things to do in the meantime. We've been waiting for a whole flurry of new quotes to come in and deciding which should be done by Senor Manuel and which we should directly subcontract. His old-school approach requires some translation, and I don't just mean in terms of language, but we're close to understanding it all and should soon be able to shake on the final deal. The rule is always to do as much as possible under the umbrella of the main contractor, but the underfloor heating and electrical heat pump system needs to work with our solar and off-grid system, and so we've elected for a specialist who was recommended to us. We will do the pool surfacing and the polished concrete floors, but we'll probably go with Senor Manuel's PVC windows and door guy. The big remaining challenge right now is deciding how the electrical infrastructure is going to work. Who'd have thought you need to not just have a series of buildings and a separate three-phase off-grid generating system, but you also have to have something to join them together? That means cables, big cables and lots of cables. So getting the sizes right for the distances required is best left to an expert. And then getting the price right will be up to us. I'm quite proud of my map, though. Hello, Val. Uh, Val Kilmer is joining us for this, uh, for this reading. Please feel free. We've had to buy her a new cage for the kittens so they don't scatter everywhere because they're now mobile. Thanks to Ulla and Moretta for doing that. There are lots of huge decisions here, but we're making them as we go along, from the windowsills to the staircases, and then there's the ceilings. The villa has a concrete roof and mezzanine floors, and so we're wondering whether to plaster the ceilings or leave them as they are, with some kind of whitewashing or clear ceiling solution. Let us know what you think. Have a look at the photographs on the website and, and send us a comment.
These are all the things that we should really have thought through at the beginning, but you don't know until you know, as they say. The other big job has been getting all the trees and plants into the ground to take advantage of the warmer weather and the spurt of growth everything's enjoying. Most of the trees we planted on the Hoover Dam are doing well, as are the citrus we planted with Anna's brother Eric on the new terrace, despite all the clay, as well as digging deep holes in the claggy soil, if I can even call it that, we also transported down a load of sticks, extra organic-rich soil and strumer compost to give them the best possible start in life. I've been in pump-priming hell trying to find a simple solution to use the lake water for irrigating the new trees while we wait for Carlos and his crew to put in new irrigation systems. We also have a very full well, and so Carlos suggested we buy a cheap submersible pump which will not only look after the plants, but also flush out the route the water takes so it'll keep flowing when the water table drops in the summer. The oranges were blossoming when we bought them, and as well as bringing some natural air freshening to the car on the way for the nursery, they're continuing to flourish. The pomegranates are bursting into action. Three of the four Neshbrush Japanese plums are settling well into their new home, but the four Marmello quince, which we bought with bare roots, are showing little life so far. I hope the compost didn't burn them too much. Oh, Garfi's joining the conversation as well, but much more quietly than the cat. We put in some strawberries, some raspberries and blueberries after tearing out the vine which had taken over one of the beds nearest the house. And then added some dill, which, and there's... <laughs> And here comes Simon. And then added some dill. Why am I such a focus of attention for today's reading dogs and, and cats and animals and all the rest of it? <laughs> and where was I? Oh, and yeah, and then we added some dill, which is curiously absent from most supermarkets here. Some sage and some lemongrass. Of course, all the grasses and weeds have been going nuts too, especially one particular crawling spider-like plant, which produces small spiky balls when it seeds they get terribly stuck in Simon's fur, and so I've been waging war with them all week. With a lot of water retained in the ground, now is the best chance to easily pull things out before it sets like concrete for the summer. And so I've been weeding the gravel, which is an endless task. We'll be away for a bit. Thanks for house-sitting, by the way, Ray. And so it's been a bit of a race against time, as the whole place is going to turn into a jungle very soon, and then I'll have to get the strimmer out to clean the land ahead of the fire regulation deadline. We also, sadly, had two trees to plant in memoriam. The first was a mulberry tree, here at the farm for Derek Day's brother, Waldemore, who sadly passed away in Los Angeles at far too young an age and leaving two small daughters. He was very close to Oda and to both of us and is a huge loss, which it's hard to even comprehend. We're constantly thinking about Oda's boyfriend and his family. Waldemore's mulberry, right in front of me, is already producing leaves and has a great view of the valley. The second planting was up in Ericera, near Lisbon, at Anna's family's summer house, where we buried her dad's ashes in a biodegradable urn with a pine seed on top. The family gathered for the little ceremony, and while we all miss Zay very much, we hope a tall and thriving pine tree will produce a large and long-lasting memory which will outlive us all. Thanks very much for listening and do tune in again next time for an update from the Valley of the Stars. Bye for now.